0: This episode of The Diablo Show is brought to you by patreon.com slash frogpants. Support The Diablo Show and shows like it on the FrogPants Network just by giving a little bit per month. It's super easy, it's really cheap, and it goes a long way. Be my boss at patreon.com slash frogpants. Do you guys do this? Do you get in there with your bounties and you do your bounties like your duty, you know? It's your job. They they need they need stuff to be done. You get there and you're like, "I will clean out the second level cave of the goat men because clearly it is a problem. Cuz last time I did it, it was a problem. It must still be a problem. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to avoid those big stupid log traps and I'm going to kill me some goat men." They are half man, half goat. At least that is how they appear to me. And when they die, they go, Right? Like goats would do. The true goat simulator. Forget about that game on Steam or iOS. Just play Diablo. There's more goat simulation going on in uh, in old Tristram than you think. Anyway, I get it. You need the job done. You need a cleaner. I'm your, uh, what's his name in uh, Pulp Fiction, the cleaner, that guy, from the piano, showed his wiener on the piano, not on an actual piano, but a film called The Piano, can't think of his name, it just, it left me, I'll come up with it later, anyway, you need the work done, I get it, you with your stomach problems there in town, Terriel, and your buddy over there. One guy who got lucky and you sent off to go bring word to the Nephilim while uh, death himself laid waste to your little crew. I know what's up. You need the work done. I'm there to do the work. Here's the problem. I clear out your five bounties. I feel good about it. And then I go back to town and I talk to Slappy over there and I sell or not sell. I break it all down and, you know, got some nice stuff to build things with now. I repair my business and I head back over to my stash and I throw all the resulting hoo-ha in there that I just got. And then I got to go and I forget to turn in the damn bounty and talk to Teriel again and I log out and just as I do, I remember that I forgot to do the bounty. Like a giant Nimrod and I leave without the cash, which has all the potential hoo-ha in there. Good stuff, right? Rift uh, stones and all that. Potentially, uh, you know, it could be a legendary or a freaking set piece in there. Who knows? Well, I don't know because I've hit the thing. I, I left. Leave game. Are you sure? Yes. Then I didn't turn it in. No XP. No gold. How many times have I done this? Hundreds. Well, not hundreds. I've probably done it 10 times. It is so annoying that I do that. Or a rift. I'll forget to talk to Ho-Ho over there and and shut the rift. And he'll, you know, I'll just leave. And they go, oh, no, no. uh," uh, And you can't go back. That's the end of it. So annoying. This is all my own fault. I'm not laying this at the feet of anyone. I know it's on me. I take full responsibility. I'm just mad at myself because I did it again today. But the good news is, we have some good news. We have a good news sound effect. Here. That's the good news. Sound. <laughs> the good news is I'm nearly, uh, uh, well, not nearly. I'm done. I, I leveled 70 with my seasonal. I shouldn't say I'm done. Probably ought to get a few Paragon levels going for that guy. I only got about, a, I don't know, three notches in to my first Paragon. But, um, yeah, I ding 70. Brand new Demon Hunter. Rolling around. Freshly minted got all his abilities, got a sweet new passive unlocked. Uh decent gear. In fact, two legendaries in my final rift that I got the ding in. I bet I would have dinged one rift earlier had I turned in a cash or gotten one from Tyrael. Ugh, so stupid. But anyway, pretty good with all that stuff I got going on with that character. I'm ha- I'm, I'm I'm glad. Now I have no idea where I ended up. In terms of how quickly he hit seventy, and I am no in no mood to sort of race to Paragon, whatever. Uh, in fact, I'll probably go to my back to my wizard for a while, just to you know, be in my comfortable shoes. I don't know, man. Because now, I mean, the temptation is to work on Paragon with the new guy, right? Because that Paragon rolls over, and there's a pretty cool calculator out right now. Found the link on uh, crap. Forgot where I found it. Not Diablo fan somewhere else. Anyway, it uh, it lets you calculate what your paragon will be once you roll your dude over to uh, normal once the once the season ends, which is when. By the way, does anyone know when that is? I don't know when that is.
1: Hey Scott, this is Greg Korn from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I had more of a comment rather than a question, um, and a kind of a shout out to Blizzard. I was playing Diablo three on um, on PS three. And uh, for a next generation console, I'm kind of a multi-console kind of guy, but uh for the next generation console, I got an Xbox One. So, uh happy playing along on my Diablo 3 and my PS3. And then, all of a sudden, Ultimate Evil Edition's announced, and I'm like, crap. So... Right away, I stopped playing because, like, I'm, I don't want to, like, you know, put any more effort into this than I already have. Then all of a sudden I hear, well, you're going to be able to transfer your saves. I was like, okay, that's probably going to be, you know, if I bought the new PS3 version, but I've got an Xbox One now, so I want that. So, you know, I just continued waiting. And then all of a sudden you hear, wow, you're going to be able to transfer saves to multi-generations and multi-consoles. Um, holy crap. Like, when has a game company ever done something like this, uh, for their fans? to be able to transfer my save from my PS3 over to my Xbox One. You guys are awesome. Uh, I don't think a game company's ever done anything like that. And shout out to you, Scott. Great show. Keep it up.
0: I could not agree with you more, dude. I remember when they finally came out and said, hey, it'll be multi-generational and, uh, you know, cross-platform. And I thought, "That's, that's pretty awesome. They probably didn't have to do that. And maybe now in retrospect, the sales have been so good on this Ultimate Evil Edition that maybe even more so now they didn't have to do that. But, you know, they are good about that. I think more than most developers... Yes, money always pays, plays a role and yes, shareholders make a big point and timing and blah blah blah. All those things matter to big companies. Money's the bottom line. I get it. But I think more than most Blizzard does have customer pro-customer things slip into the boardroom. I really do. I think that's how they roll. Having spoken to many of them at length, and by the way, if you want to hear something super awesome, Go download the instance episode that is, I think it's two eleven, Or, I'm sorry, 311. 311? Yeah. 311. Does that sound right? Well, whatever. The one that's two episodes back, it's called The Full Metson. It's an interview I did with Chris Metson. And if you haven't heard it already, it's freaking fantastic. That guy, oh man, the window into the creative mind of Chris Metson is what we opened up there. And stuff just kept spilling out. And it was completely awesome. However, that's not really the point. The point is that uh, that's how they roll over there. I think they are more interested in in the finer things and in in a bunch of sort of passionate areas that don't have to deal with the bottom line all the time. And one of those is, hey, why why couldn't we do this for these console owners? We have the power to do it. It isn't going to take that much work to do it. Let's just do it for them. And they did it. These guys are awesome. Let's get to the news. New legendary gems are on the way. A blue poster puts it this way Quote We do have plans to add more legendary gems to the game in the future, including those that are more offense or excuse me, more defense oriented. Defense. We don't have a time frame to share with you when the next batch of legendary gems will be added just yet, though. In the meantime, we've been keeping a close eye on your gem suggestions. If you've got an idea, let us know. You seem pretty open to that stuff, right? Yeah, those gems are Brad. Some sweet stuff happening there. Still don't have my first legendary gem. I've spent all my time on this uh, since this patch on my seasonal, dude. So uh, I I, I got to get back to it, and I will get back to it. But I, yeah, it's time to pull the wizard out, blow him off that fresh layer of dust that, that has settled on him while he's been in the Diablo closet, the DR closet, uh closet the claws, Diablo, and uh, see what I can do with him and get some, get me some gems, right? That's my plan. Email from Jason says he's a Canadian in South Korea, by the way. Hi, Scott. He's probably real sorry over there. Oh, sorry, everybody. Sorry. Cause that's what Canadians do. Hi, Scott. Love the new show. Keep it up. I just want to let you know that on your last episode, you mentioned having a sword that summons a chained demon. This sword is called Maximus. He is correct. That is what it's called. And it is arguably the best plus fire damage sword in the game. Very rare and extremely powerful. How rare, though? I've gotten it three times. Twice on one character and once on another. So it must not be that rare. The power of the sword comes from the chain attached to the demon itself. You catch a mob in that chain, and it takes a million or so damage. If you stack equipment with plus fire damage and throw that sword on your crusader, Remember, two-handed weapons in one hand. That one, that deal. You will start seeing procs in the multi-million range. I like the sound of that. Even though your character damage will seem low, the uh, the chain's damage is through the roof. So congrats on getting one of the best items in the game. Throw it on your Crusader, crusader, and boom, you have an instant Fire sader, Jason. Well, thanks, Jason. I will surely try this, man. Why not? There are some concerns floating around about what is or is not on the console or coming to the console. So I thought I would do my part as your podcast pioneer (laughs) uh, to to help explain. So Goblin Vaults, PC only or PS4? The answer came thusly. A lot of people want to know that because there's a lot of money in Goblin Vaults. As they said on Arrested Development each and every week. There's money in the Goblin Vaults. The vault is currently only found on PC, says Blizzard, since it was added in Patch 2.1 and Ultimate Evil Edition, shipped with content up to Patch 2.0.6. We have announced that we intend to provide patch support for PS4 and Xbox One, so in the future, keep an eye on the forums for more information about what's on the way and when. I fully expect uh, current patch features to be there. However... When it comes to seasons, the story changes slightly. Also the exclusive legendaries. While I'm not sure entirely why, though. They say this, because the seasons will not be included as part of patch 2.10 for consoles, the seasonal legendaries will also not be included. We haven't released information for plans beyond 2.10 yet. However, as it in- info becomes available, we will be sure to share that. I don't know why they're doing that. Do you guys have a theory? Because I don't have a theory as to why 2.10 in its current PC form would not work well on the consoles. What is it about that content that's a problem? If we're patchable into the future, there's got to be something there. I mean, I, can't, I don't understand why that's not a priority. So, for example, why would you announce patch support for those two games, unlike the other two consoles, Content update patch support and then not patch it with content updates that the PC side is getting. I don't get that. This makes wee little sense to me. Mike from Ohio had something to say. Wrote in, said, Hey, Scott, so personally, I love the bounties. Oh, well, he likes bounties, I see. Because I feel like it has more variety than just rifting. Each time I log in, I message out to communities that I am in and my clan. And all I get is no riffs reap more rewards, or no, comma riffs reap more rewards. Kinds of answers. So my question to you is this: Do you think there's a way for Blizzard slash the player base that uh, that will draw more people back to bounties? I know this is generalized, and it's a uh, kind of a generalized idea with a small sample group. Was just curious about your opinion. Love the show, Mike. P.S. I like riffs. Bounties just fit my personal style more. Plenty of people are doing bounties. I did. I did almost entirely bounties for my for this seasonal. Although I did a rift a few riffs, maybe four total during the lifespan of the dude, the seventy levels that I leveled him. So uh, I do that all the time. I don't. I think it might be your clan or your community. I don't think it's. I don't think it's all that widespread. There are some serious rewards to be reaped from getting cash bounties or uh, cashes at the end of the bounty. I think sometimes people do bounties because they're just get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, get out, right? There's less work involved. I remember a time when I thought I was going to go through all five zones, bounties in one sitting. I have yet to do that. Have any of you done that? That terrifies me, man. How long will that take? Too long. Because sometimes... I love the bandage when you get in and they're like, oh my gosh, that guy's right, you know, 20 feet from the entrance, sweet, or I found that cave so fast, now I just got to get to the end of it and kill everything in it, or whatever. I love those days, but some days, it's like, no, nope, we're putting you in the equivalent of Middle Earth, and you got to get Frodo to the freaking Mount Doom and throw your damn ring in there, and it's going to be a long trip, so pack some bread and some uh, leafs and some uh, glowy swords. Because you never know what's going to happen, right? You're going camping for the week. You better pack accordingly. And I think maybe what people like about riffs is that is not as much of an issue. If you are just kind of a mindless player who wants to just tear through the content as fast as possible, I think riffs are better suited for them because they can just bang, 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 get out, bang, 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 get out. And there's value in that. Sometimes that's all I want to do. But I'm with you on the power of the bounty. I like the bounty. The bounty is good. All hail the bounty. All hail Blizzard for adding new uh, stuff to the forums. Do you use the uh, the, uh, the official forums there on the website there? I don't know, man. Forums. Starting to feel like... That is a dying internet art, you know? I hesitate to call it art. But it's an institution to have a forum... I still have forums on my site that I never go to because I just don't get it anymore. I can have this communal thing happen on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, a thousand other things. I, I Forums, I feel like forums are a thing that were there before. And, and people are going to hang on to them till the bitter end. But I feel like we're all moving past them a bit. But anyway, they've made it easier for you, and that's important. There are new clans and community subforums. These just recently opened on the official forums. Specific purposes of these, as I understand it, uh, are to provide some guidelines, of course, codes of conduct, crap, and all that, but also a new place for you to recruit and hang out with your buddies. There are forums that are closing, and as of September 22nd, which is tomorrow, archives, quests, followers, crafting, looking for group, PvP, looking for group, PvE, Those are all going away. Probably, I mean, the theory is they're just not used that often. Mostly because of in-game features that made that, you know, no longer that necessary. For example, you can search for communities right within the game. So why the hell would you go and search on forums and get out of the game to do that? That makes no sense. Why that makes no sense at all. I'll tell you what does make sense. I talked about it at the very tip top of the show. I just want to mention it again here. Very excited about this. And I've talked about it for a while. There is now a Patreon account for the network, for the Frog Pants Network at at, uh, patreon.com slash frogpants. That's simple. And it is there to help support most of the network. Uh, Most of the other shows I do, including this one and a bunch of the artwork stuff I do and some other things. If you have always wanted to find a way that is really an inexpensive but entirely helpful way... To support me and what I do and support shows like the Diablo show in particular, because I want more of this, right? If you're saying to yourself, well, yeah, I want more of this. I like this. I want this to grow and be rad. Well, it's a great way to support us, even as low as a buck a month for a ton of content. And if you count the entire network, it's a ton of content. Some have said, Scott, you're short changing yourself. You should have put up minimums or something. And I'm like, no, I trust my base. I trust my followers and listeners. I know they'll know what is best. I want them to be my boss. I want you to be my boss, people. So go over there, patreon.com slash frogpants. Give it you can. A little bit helps. And it goes a very long way. Mm -hmm. about the waypoint blizzard has a brand new thing called the waypoint sounds like a podcast idea name doesn't it it's not though blizzard started a new series of blog posts is what it is they've named it the waypoint and its purpose seems to be highlighting a couple of interesting discussions each week and they want to make sure players kind of have an opportunity to participate put a little feedback in there on all the important topics things that matter to them so that is something you can look forward to on the uh, official forums. You might notice we're short on calls today. That's because you guys didn't call very often this week. We usually get like 10 calls a week. We got one this week. Oh, what happened? What are you guys doing? What are y'all doing? Just had nothing to say, I guess. So that's why these emails, like this one from a nameless person, because I forgot to put his name in. He says, hey, I play an on Xbox One and I have a question about farming. I've been trying for a while to farm the gibbering gemstone. I still cannot get it to drop. I'm also working on the mole rocket and the uh, the key wardens. Keys wardens. I think he means key warden. Key wardens? Keys warden. Said it funny. Does everyone pick out, let's see, one piece and farm the hell out of it, or do you tend to pick several pieces to loot for and create a farming circuit? Is the question. I feel I haven't accomplished anything if after two hours of farming these aren't drops I'm looking for. Thoughts? In other words, he's not getting the drops he wants after that much time. There's a theory rolling around that there is a legendary or unique drop every two, or is it every hour, every two hours, every hour and a half? I forget now. But there's some theory that there is a regular interval that Blizzard pump, you know, bumps up your RNG numbers uh, to favor something dropping in a, in, the, in around that time because they don't want you to go on forever without getting something good. So uh, I don't know what to tell you other than I have I have some. Uh, sort of circuiting that I do and not really though. The truth is I just like to get immersed in it and and then I get a happy drop and I'm super stoked about it. At some point, I'll probably have to get a little more pinpointy, you know, not really in the mood yet to get pinpointy. But Blizzard says things, you know, are going to get easier that way. They're going to make it easier to farm specific ways or things or areas to get certain draws, especially when it comes to gems. There's a lot of talk about that on the official uh, forums this week from Blue Posters. And by the way, I just may have answered another question of mine, which is why forums? It's entirely possible that forums continue to thrive in game culture, uh, or at least from the, the people who are publishing games, because that's a great avenue for them to get long form information out where it might otherwise be ignored on other platforms, uh, get lost in the noise, or too short or too long to put on something like Twitter, obviously. It's a great kind of almost like a blog platform with just a much more user-centric comment system, I guess. But sometimes forums are so freaking toxic, dude. You don't want to hang around there very long. Hi, Scott, says another anonymous writer. I was wondering if you think the price will go down to $20 anytime soon. At 20 bucks, it's an instant buy for me. But 40 plus the expansion, I am hesitant. Love all your shows, and I miss App Slap. You thanks for having a nice day. Uh, I think at some point the price will drop. They always do. They'll do some kind of deal, you know. Um, Here's my, I haven't told you guys this theory yet. Maybe I mentioned it on another show. But um, I am almost convinced, in my own head, I don't have anyone telling me this, that Blizzard will... I mean, this is a weird year for them at BlizzCon. I feel like we're going to get a Diablo 3 expansion announcement. I don't know why I feel this way. I think this would be on par with how they do things now, or more like the way they do things with content releases and the way that I hope they're going to do things. Maybe this is more me hoping than anything, but... Do not be surprised in my estimation that if this, uh couple of, well, geez, a month from now, a month and a half from now, they don't get up and say, oh, and by the way, the Diablo three, uh, who's it? I can't, what would it be? Mephisto's revenge is coming next year or something. Would it be what would you guys call it? What would you call the expansion? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. What would it be called? We know what we've asked for to be in it, but what would it be called? Teriel's stomach, <laughs> Diablo three. Teriel's guts, the guts of Teriel. How's that? Mm, I don't know, man. How about Diablo three colon mag uh, magda is hard to say. A little truth in advertising, right? I don't know what to think. I really don't know what to think, but I'm excited. So bring it on. All right. We've got a few more emails to tear through before we call it a day. Again, the number to call, if you want to call us and leave us some freaking phone calls, gosh dang it, is 206-278-0553. It is encouraged. Get off your arse and make a phone call. It's one of the best parts about this show, and you guys just did not. Man, if we had a contract, you'd be in breach of your contract. 206-278-0553. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is where you can send email attachments. That can come for your phone, little voice memos, whatever. Did you get a new iPhone 6? Great. Leave a voicemail on there. Get a little Android piece of business. Do that too. Whatever, man. MP3s are welcome. Waves are fine. Keep them short. Keep them interesting. And regular good old-fashioned emails are fine too, like this one from Alan who says, Hey, Scott, have you had the joy, uh, excuse me, the joyous slash terrifying slash boop yourself experience of encountering your nemesis yet? On a run about a week ago, in the span of about three hours, my entire party uh, each had an encounter with our individual nemesis. Goodness, that's intense, he says. Is there any documented descriptions of what causes the encounters to uh, to trigger? I noticed they seem to be triggering after a string of several massacred hordes without dying. Love the show. Look forward to the rest of the season. Cheers. Hey, well, now here is one example of the nemesis system is, is uh, console only. And I know there's some PC players that would love to see that feature on the PC and they're bugged. It's not. So I feel like that's blizzard throwing a bone to them, you know, to say, all right, well, you may not get all the PC content, but Hey, you got the nemesis deal. And no, my answer is I've not seen it yet. I have no idea what to expect. And I do not. I've, I know there's videos. I don't want to see those. I want this to happen to me naturally on my console version, which I am still playing. Although the seasonal dude pretty much killed my console play for a while, but now I can go back anyway. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's a cool thing. I wish the PC had it. This emailer asks a similar question. Patrick from Florida wrote in. Says, hello, Scott. Love the show. Keep me, keeps me in game when I can't be, he says. Recently found out that on the console editions of Diablo 3, that whenever you get a massacre or destruction bonus, instead of getting just bonus XP, uh, you get other buffs like the double damage for a short time or increased resource generation and stuff like that. As a PC player, I'm really jealous of this. I would rather have those bonuses to help push through some tough content than just to flat here's some extra XP. I can understand uh, understand why they put that on console, probably to make it more arcade-like, but I would really like to see that feature brought to PC. Thanks for all you do with your show, Patrick from Florida. Yeah, I am in agreement with you. I would love to see that on the PC, and I do like those. I also like how they handle that whole bonus thing graphically. I like what they do there on the console. It's a little bit different. It's got some flourish to it. And it has a timer, doesn't it? A little timer that goes down as you're doing whatever you're doing. And as soon as it ends, that's that's when the bonus is given. The same thing's happening on the PC. It's just invisible. Um, but I don't think the reason is that it's more arcade or arcade-like. I don't think that at all. I think they just have decided to allocate different kinds of bonuses there and see how it works. And maybe the PC will get it eventually if it works out well. I mean, there are so many hidden balance things that you could screw up in a game like this that I don't blame them for being cautious or, you know, not telling us everything about it. But you're not wrong that it's cool. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, that's it on that. That's it for emails and news. Uh, kind of a shortish show today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I did. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Well, it's about how long I want the show to be. It's about 30 minutes. So, hey, good on us. A big uh, note here at the end of the show, you can still get the original Loop Pinata. There is uh, a new one coming for real, but for those who still have not picked it up for a limited time at frogpants.com store, you will find yourself the Diablo Show Loop Pinata, which is uh, going to go away in its current form. Get it now while you can. Uh, that's a great way to support the show, and thank you everybody who has done that. And as a reminder, like I said before, patreon.com frogpants is a wonderful way to support this and all the other content you enjoy on the Frog Pants Network. I think that's going to do it for us. Ooh. Got a little business at the end of the show, though. Frogpants.com Diablo is the website. Go there, find old episodes, subscribe to iTunes, get the RSS feed. I think we even have the Stitcher link there, I think. Direct download, the MP3. That's how you want it. You can also play it in a little player right on the page. Look at all the ways I've given you to consume this here content. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is our email address. Again, that phone number, 206-278-0553. Use it often. That's why it exists. And we are at the Diablo Show on Twitter. That's at the Diablo Show on Twitter. You can follow me at Scott Johnson. I think that's going to do it. Go level up your seasonal, man. Let's all be ready for, uh, I don't know, the great apocalypse. (laughs) I'm excited to get back on my wizard. Uh, Not a euphemism. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com